1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Dave in in San Francisco. Hey, Dave, what are you doing?
1: Hi, how are you guys?
3: Uh, Great game, you know, love the Niners. I wish they could, like, sack the quarterback. I was watching Mayfield for the Bills get sacked. I mean, for Tampa Bay. And I saw the Bills' quarterback get sacked, and quarterbacks were going down all over the place. I just haven't seen that lately with SF. I'd love to see Bosa and Green get some sacks this coming weekend against Golf. Uh,
2: of course, Dave. Yeah, I Dave. Mean, I wish I could figure out what's going on. I can't. I don't like. Here's the other thing. I know you love the the PFF grades. Sure. Apparently, Chase Young played well. Okay. That's what PFF says. And, and, and there are more. There's more to a pass rush than sacks, obviously. There's pressures. There's hits. These things all count. And there, there were a lot of those from, uh, from the 49ers. But to have that group out there, Hargrave, Armstead, Young, and Bosa, and come away with zero sacks in any game feels impossible. Right. right? The Green Bay offensive line was fantastic in this game, and it's never a sexy thing to say, but it's true. Football is about the offensive line. You will be a very good team if you have good offensive line play. And Detroit has a good one, too. Um, these quarterbacks, you make it to the league, like, and you're given time, you can make the throws. You can make all the throws. The only way that you can trip these guys up... Is to pressure him. And that's why Jordan Love looked the way that he did in the first half. They pressured him a little bit more in the second half. They forced him into some mistakes. Obviously, the game flow was part of that too. But I wish I could understand what it is that's going on, what other teams have figured out to neutralize this 49er pass rush.
4: Well, Nick Bosa is not the game record that he was last year. And, you know, Chase Young, while PFF can say he had a great game. He had three tackles, and I saw him get washed out on many run plays his side, and he had no sacks. Nobody had a sack. You had no real pressure up the middle through the A-gap, which is Eric Armstead, and it's Javon Kinlaw and others in Hargrave. They didn't have any real disruptive pressure. They brought some blitzes, but the Niners don't blitz very often. In the regular year, they were third least in terms of blitz percentage. So they're trying to get home with four, And if you don't get home with four, then you're leaving it to the other seven to rally up and tackle. And for the most part, they did. For me, the bigger problem is Ambry Thomas on the back end. And it's also the fact that, yeah, exactly. So if you want to talk about what the biggest issues in the defense were, yes, the D-line was not disruptive. And they were not great against the run. Although I don't think that the run defense was as bad as everyone wants to say. To me, it was the two big P.I. plays down the field that allowed them to get it in position, and also the the kick return. They got a kick return down to your 25-yard line, yep. which was a huge play. Special teams were gigantic, and I asked Larry that, Larry Kruger, on Friday, and he was lightweight dismissive of my question, saying, oh, the Niners have a huge edge, huge edge dibs well, on special teams. And I was pointed out to him, that the Packers were number one in the league in kickoff returns and come to find out the kickoff return was a huge play in that game and yep. gave them seven points. He was also
2: talking about their kicker, though, and he ended up being right about that. That was... That was... Right. That, that Don't
4: defang me right now. I'm just Stop saying, whopping it me. It got him. It I put him, him in his place on Friday. Um, I was right. Here's, Special uh, teams were a huge Green Bay I, edge. I
2: will again point out huge. that you cannot be right when simply asking a question. That's not a point. That's a question.
4: It was a pointed question.
2: Yeah. Okay. Which is what I do, Mark. Yeah, I know. Um, here's Nick Bosa on the D-line's performance. Well...
4: It was a grind. I, I think I left everything out there, and uh, I was getting getting to the quarterback a little bit. He was getting rid of it. There was a lot of chips. Didn't really get into the game that we wanted to play as a D-line. Um, wanted to get some points and, and kind of have a lead there to, to really get after him. But he was getting rid of it, and he's a really good quarterback, so...
2: Yep, yeah, I, I mean that's you hear that over and over, and I know to the point where it, it bothers some Forty Nine er fans. But the game plan—it sounds so stupid when you say this out loud. The game plan is to get the lead, which is always the game plan. The game plan is to score more points than the other team. Get teams. the
4: lead, keep the lead,
2: but get the lead, and it changes what you can do. I mean, look, why did Jordan Love throw an interception on the last uh, drive? Because he was
4: feeling desperation. Maybe.
2: They were down. You could also argue he did not want to leave. They only needed a field goal to tie. Maybe he didn't want to go for a field goal because his kicker's not very good. Uh, Why did Baker Mayfield, when he got the ball down eight with with two minutes to go, second pass intercepted, it feels like Brock Purdy in Minnesota. This has happened a number of times. When you have the ball late and you are down a score and you are trying to move down the field it feels like 65% of the time it leads to an interception why well because the other team knows exactly what you're going to do they 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 know that you have to throw and therefore that allows them to call a package that um that that sort of highlights um, it, it highlights pass rush and it highlights um looking over the middle with uh, with your linebackers and trying not to let receivers go over the top. So all of that often leads to interceptions. The 49ers got a lead in the second quarter, 7-3, to three, but not like a lead lead. You know what right. I mean? They can get that two-score lead. Would they sack Love a few more times? Maybe. Maybe. So as usual, um, the 49ers playing a good first half and getting that 10 nothing lead or whatever it is is, uh, is a big deal. It's a big deal, and uh, I like their chances to get that a lot better this weekend.
4: Yeah, I wonder about that, and we can get into the Detroit game as we get deeper into the week because I think that the Lions are more more dangerous than the Packers were in terms of— Why do you think that? Because they've got uh, better receivers. They've got as good, if not a better running game, and I think they have a coach who is willing to pull out all the stops and be a little bit more aggressive in terms of— play calling, play selection, and going forward on fourth down.
2: I hear all that. They're a terrible pass defense. Terrible. Yeah. Like legitimately
4: And the Niners may not have Debo Samuel. So if you're a bad pass defense, and I I think in terms of the Niners, like in terms of how they like to approach the game, they don't want to attack you through the air very much in terms of their first priority. So no Debo, and you have a bad pass defense – and you're going up against Ray Ray, Jawan, Conley, and Ayuk, and Kittle. And Kittle. And, right, and, and, and McCaffrey. And Christian. I get that. Yeah, they're but fine. It's not as it's not as dangerous it's as if as you dynamic, had Debo. Sure.
2: Yeah, if you miss one of your top players, it's not as dynamic. Sure. And I
4: look at the 49ers' pass defense, which has not been – It's not been terrific across the board, although we do need to highlight Mooney Ward and that play on the opening drive on third down, the pass breakup in the end zone.
0: And Lenore
2: had a good game, too.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
4: today. Sure did. And, uh, you know, Ambry Thomas had a tough game. And, you know, that's going to be, I think, a thing that if I'm Detroit, I look at and... The Lions have weapons now. Yeah, they do. If you want to look at their weapons versus the Niners' weapons, it's pretty close. I mean, you take uh, you take McCaffrey. Yeah, they've got great weapons. They've got no two great different running backs. They sure do. They've got an elite uh, pair of wide receivers and a great tight end. So
2: yeah, and I don't I don't think this. Look, they're a dome team, so I, I that's that's a big factor. Yeah, they're a dome team, so I'm not saying that uh, they would handle rain or whatever. But again, as far as their pass defense. Um, they'll be going on a dry field with the sun out yep. and Debo or not, the 49ers have no reason not to move the ball. They've got no reason not to move the ball. Um, George and Los Altos here on Withered and Dibs. Hi George, what are you doing?
3: Well, just <clears throat> thinking back about the game and there was, there was so much negative going on, but you know, I also see some, a lot of positive. Uh, my biggest concern is Ambry Thomas was getting burned left and right to the point where he had to hug the receiver and get a, get a penalty as opposed to giving up a touchdown pass. That concerned me a lot. And, and the cornerback position other than Charberius Ward, uh, continues to be a concern as is the pass rush. Having said that, on the positive side, we played a really hot team, a confident team coming in, uh, to the game. In Green Bay, uh, they had nothing to lose. Uh, They were loaded for bear when they came in, and you could tell right off the bat. I think Matt Lafleur called a hell of an offensive game plan, uh, a great plan. And they had us on our heels for a long time, and Brock was through what should have been ticks. But you know what? At the end of the day, he, he got it together. He came back under control. He led us down the field in the fourth quarter shoot up a clock, and we scored the winning touchdown. I think that's going to do a ton for his confidence. I also think that we'll beat the Lions. I'd love to have Debo, but even without Debo, I think we'll squeak by because Jared Goff is very immobile. And if our pass rush finally comes together, I think we'll put pressure on him and we'll end up winning that game. So I I look at the way we ended it as opposed to the way we played for the first three quarters. Uh, and that's, that's what gives me hope going into next week. And if Debo comes back and we meet the Ravens, uh, in the Super uh, let's not forget we we had 258 yards of total offense against the Ravens in the first half. And we're not going to throw five kicks.
2: No, they, they, they moved the ball against the Ravens. Great. George, you're not wrong. That's a good breakdown. You know, we had a number of people from, uh, Mark Slareth who said he went back over that game. Um, I know that uh, you know Greg Cosell with NFL Films has said the same thing that if you watch the tape of the Niners Ravens game, it's a little bit of a weird game. Like the, the the Niners were moving the ball up and down the field. Their stats were actually fantastic. Batted balls are a part of the deal they got in Brock's face. Those batted balls also happen to land in arms. But I don't think that there's concern about the ability to move the ball against the Ravens if the Niners are so fortunate enough to get there if the Ravens are fortunate enough to get there. My bigger concern would be Lamar. Like if you've if you've got a pass rush um that uh that, that is not performing at a high level. Uh if they get by this one, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar are both going to be a complete and total headache. I will say this, I checked in with my guy because after a performance like this, remember last week we said if the Niners play the Ravens, The Niners would be a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm -hmm. Then the Ravens go out and win by a ton. And the Niners have a game where it felt like they lucked out. And so I said, any change? Spread change between the Niners and Ravens? What do you think? No change. A little bit of change. Three. Instead of three-and-a-half. Down to three.
4: Yeah, but not uh, past the magic number of three, down to two-and-a-half. And, you know, it all depends on what the matchup tells you. And I think that even though the Niners had no sacks yesterday, and you look at the stats, QB hits, Nick Bosa had five of their six QB hits, which tells you that, by and large, they didn't have much pressure outside of Nick Bosa, and yet you only gave up three touchdowns, and one of those touchdowns was on a short field, and it was a short field created by your special team. So the defense, everyone wants to rip the defensive line. Yeah, they didn't generate any real pressure. They had no sacks, and the run game. Yeah, first time in 51 games, the opponent had a 100-yard rusher in the game. That Those two things are not good, yet you only gave up two touchdowns. In the red zone, you were pretty stout. This episode is brought to you by Progressive
0: Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.